Welcome to Advancement, a podcast from Cairn University's Office of Advancement, helping you establish practical and godly wealth management habits in your life. Here's your host, certified financial planner and wealth strategist, Keith Johnson. Hi, my name is Keith Johnson. I serve as the planned giving officer at Cairn University and also the director of the Regency Foundation at Cairn. Well, welcome to our wealth planning podcast series. Throughout this series, we hope to provide some practical ideas on how to establish godly wealth management habits that can be applied to your life. We have been specifically focusing on how to properly manage through 13 wealth management issues that most of us are going to face in our lifetime. Most of these financial issues uh, that we face in life come with income tax consequences. Uh, Take, for example, the issue of income. Now, income is usually not considered an issue, but it really is a wealth management issue because income uh, obviously can be generated through employment, but there's tax consequences when you earn income. And that is, of course, all the taxes that we have to pay as a result. Um, In fact, you will pay both state, local, and federal taxes on income earned. Well, in addition to employment income, Perhaps you have dividends or capital gains resulting from your investment portfolio. Well, again, the consequences for earning those dividends and capital gains is a tax that must be paid both on a federal and in many cases state level. So most people are interested in learning how to reduce or even eliminate taxes if possible uh, when we're required to pay them. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about specifically today is is some of the things that you can do to reduce taxes. But then also, I have a very special announcement in just a few minutes about a whole brand new society that uh, Karen University is offering uh, and making available to our alumni. Well, you know, when it comes to taxes, most people are interested or find it interesting, I should say, in learning that the tax law is specifically designed not to be fair. Now, that's surprising to many people. Why would I say that it's designed not to be fair? Well, you'd have to go back to the 16th Amendment to the Constitution to get the answer to that. In fact, let me just read it to you. It says, the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived, without apportionment among the several states, and without regard to any census or enumeration. So whenever you see the word Congress shall have power, you understand a very important perspective. Congress has, has reserved or preserved the power of taxation so that they can control a lot of the of what goes on in our country. I mean, this is where the, the power of the purse is, uh, is in um, the ability to lay and collect taxes. So this is a significant thing. But it's also interesting that um, it's without apportionment among the states, and it's without regard to any census or enumeration. It specifically means that it shall not be fair. So when you look at the wording to the Constitution, it becomes clear that, that Congress has the power. They can collect taxes on any income from any source, uh, and it's not going to be fair. So all we have to do 
is to find those portions of the tax law that legally allow us to reduce taxes. You see, when they built the tax law, they also built within it ways to get around it. Now, you know, some people might say that they did that so that they would be able to benefit uh, their friends. Well, maybe that was part of the motivation, but in reality, it's for anyone. So any citizen can arrange their financial affairs in such a way to reduce their taxes as much as possible. That's perfectly legal. And that is not considered tax evasion, by the way. There's a big difference. Uh, When you start talking about tax evasion, you're talking about jail time. So the primary tax savings tool that Congress preserved and has allowed to remain in the tax law, even the new tax law that was recently passed, is the deduction for charitable giving. So what Congress was saying to us is they want us to be charitably minded. They want the citizens of our nation to support charities, such as Karen University. So it's really important to understand that that was left in there on purpose to encourage us to be charitable. So contributions made to any qualifying charity, such as Karen University, is by far the best way to reduce or even eliminate your taxes. So to assist our alumni and friends of the university, um, the the college uh, established what is called the Regency Foundation in 1994. Even though it's a separate charitable organization, it is led by Karen University employees and board members who also serve on the university board of trustees. One of the Regency Foundation's primary responsibilities is the oversight of the management of the university's endowment and other investment pools. So the Regency Foundation plays a very important part in overseeing uh, the assets, the financial assets of the university. But also, the Regency Foundation serves as the planned giving arm of the university. So as such, the Regency Foundation is able to offer some very unique services, such as trust and estate administration services. The foundation can also serve as trustee for such vehicles as a charitable remainder trust or other irrevocable trust where Karen University is named as one of the beneficiaries. It is also through the Regency Foundation that we offer financial planning as well as estate planning advice to our alumni and friends of the university. Through the Regency Foundation, we offer a number of charitable giving tools and techniques to help make charitable giving as easy as possible for our alumni and friends. As we have explained in previous podcasts, using these tools and techniques do not necessarily require you to give up or reduce your income. Many of the deferred gifts that we can offer uh, can actually provide income for all your life, Uh, plus it becomes a powerful way to build a lasting legacy after your death. But selecting the right charitable giving technique is really important. So over the years, our alumni and friends of the university have been so faithful and generous by providing both current gifting through our annual giving campaigns as well as deferred gifts through planned giving. Now, by way of reminder, current gifts are those that are donated for immediate use. 
Those important gifts help us provide scholarships and grants to our students each year. Many donors are surprised to learn that Cairn University provides grants and scholarships to some 90% of our students each year. These gifts received are so vital, they help meet the needs of our students, and our students are grateful for that. Now, planned giving is the name we generally give to deferred gifts. Deferred gifts are those that are donated for future use. Typically, planned gifts don't become available for use by the university until some triggering event takes place, such as the death of the donor. Deferred gifts include such things as charitable remainder trusts, donor-advised funds, charitable gift annuities, and other things. In fact, other popular ways to make deferred gifts to the university include simply naming Karen as a beneficiary of a portion of your estate in your will. Every year, the university receives gifts from alumni and friends who have remembered um, the university in their will. And we're so grateful for those special gifts that come. Uh, and we never know when those are gonna be coming, but uh, people are generous and they, and they remember us in that way. You can also name the university as a beneficiary of a portion of a retirement account, such as an IRA. Some donors name the university as beneficiary, say, for a fixed dollar amount, while others use a set percentage. Either way uh, works very well. And one of the things that I always say to donors is this is a great way to give a testimony to your children and grandchildren uh, when they recognize the generosity um, by you giving a gift through your will or by uh, means of a beneficiary in an instrument such as this. So because so many of our alumni and friends have been faithful in supporting the university over the years, we wanted to find a way to recognize and honor those who make planned giving part of their financial planning strategy. So to that end, I am very pleased to announce the creation of the Pathway Society at Karen University. And it's been formed just for that purpose. The Pathway Society is designed to recognize and honor our planned givers. So if you have remembered Karen University in your will or trust, or have used some other planned giving tool that will benefit Cairn University sometime in the future, please consider this as, your, as my personal invitation to you to join the Pathway Society. You can qualify for membership, for example, if you've named Karen as beneficiary of a life insurance policy. Uh, it doesn't have to be the entire life insurance policy. Maybe it's just a portion. Or even your retirement plan at work. You can name Cairn University, for example, 10 or 20% beneficiary of that, of that uh, plan. You also qualify for membership if you've established a, a, a charitable trust or a charitable gift annuity that names the university as a beneficiary. You can also qualify if you've set up a donor-advised fund and direct gifts to Karen University from that fund. Any planned gift qualifies you for membership. But you might be asking, why is it important to join the Pathway Society at Karen University? Well, I'd like to offer a few reasons. I think, first of all, it allows the university to recognize and honor your generosity. Um, without you, our students would leave the school with so much more debt, 
um, they so much appreciate the grants and the scholarships that are provided uh, to help them get through school and help them pay for it. Um, School is so much more expensive today than it was. I'm, I'm a graduate of the class of 1975, and I often tell people, if you remember back in those days, it was possible for you to work and earn enough money uh, to pay your way through school. Today, that's very, very uh, almost impossible uh, to work your way through school and come out with debt-free. So. Your generosity really helps to that end, and we want to recognize and honor your generosity. Secondly, I think your membership in the Pathway Society can serve as an encouragement to others um, to make a similar gift. Uh, I find that people uh, tend to uh, want to be like you, and uh, by you being the example, uh, it's an encouragement to others to give. I think thirdly, your membership helps our students, our faculty, and our staff appreciate more the faithfulness of our alumni and friends who support the university year in and year out. Um, It's just a way of reminding uh, our students and our faculty and our staff that, you know, we can't take this for granted. People are generous. People give sacrificially. And um, this is a great way to help our students appreciate more the faithfulness of our alumni and friends. And I think lastly, it also creates a sound financial footing for the future of of Cairn University. Um, Deferred gifts are are very interesting. We never know when those are going to be received uh, because most of the time they're tied to someone's death. And so, um, you know, it's only in God's timing when these things take place. And it's always interesting to receive a gift uh, from someone who just passed away, and uh, they were gracious enough and generous enough uh, to be willing to remember the university. So I am really pleased to announce that we've created uh, an informative brochure that explains the Pathway Society. It also includes a description of the different types of planned giving tools that are available. And we would be happy to put one of these new brochures in your hands. Uh, It is also a great resource that you can use with your financial planner or estate planning specialist, uh, such as an attorney. If you'd like one of these booklets, simply email us, and we'll be glad to send one to you along with a simple application uh, for membership right away. Um, The application does ask that you grant permission for us to simply publish your name in a registry of the Pathway Society members. We will never reveal the dollar amount of your gift nor will we disclose a description of the type of gift that you uh, are giving. But it does give us an opportunity uh, to, to create a registry. So if you'd be willing to do that, we would invite you uh, to become a member. In fact, I personally encourage you to join the Pathway Society uh, right away. Well, you know, at Cairn University and the Regency Foundation, we want to be a valuable resource for information and ideas that you can use in a practical way. So to that end, we are offering one hour of financial planning consultation at no charge to you. So if you'd like to take advantage of this, or if you'd like to receive one of our new Pathway Society brochures, or if you have any questions about uh, any financial issues, 
uh, or concerns, feel free to contact me. My personal email is kjohnson at karen.edu. That's kjohnson at karen.edu. I want to thank you for your generosity, and I look forward to sharing next month's Advancement Podcast. <music>